0: Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Do the stars really control our destiny or is it the planets? Is astrology only so much ancient baloney
1: or is there some profound reality behind it? Hey and welcome to the 198th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and here with my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. This is an interesting and exciting evening for us, because in
0: two and a half years on the air, we've never done a show on astrology before. Not surprising, isn't it? Well, yeah, I can't remember. There are a lot of subjects in the paranormal. Yeah. Uh, I think it, um, it kind of gets lost amidst all the uh, I guess the hype of pop paranormal subjects today.
1: Well, I guess. Well, there's a lot of other things going on, like UFOs, ghosts, and all that, that yeah, astrology. Things that are more... Astrology just gets looked over sometimes, but it's still there.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, the first order of business, of course, uh, before we speak to our guest, is our weekly
1: paranormal contest. All right. And Katie Jarvis from Austin, Texas, was our winner last week. The question was, in what U.S. state is the famous paranormal hotspot Skinwalker Ranch located? The answer was Utah. So this week's question... Question is, what is considered the most haunted house in Jamaica? If you can handle that, call us locally at 401-766-1240 or nationally at 800-449-1240. If there's no winner during the show and you still think you have a shot, drop a line to me at bendybehindtheparanormal.com. And if you get it right away, you get it, Or if you win, you get a copy of *Cry of the Banshee: History and Hauntings of West Virginia and the Ohio Valley* by tonight's guest.
0: Susan Shepherd is a paranormal investigator, author, folklore expert, and a respected psychic medium, one of the few Ben and I would work with, I might add. Uh, her West Virginia childhood might have some bearing on her interest in the paranormal. Susan grew up just a few hills away from the first sighting of dear old Mothman, one of our favorite people. At that time, her family home underwent a great deal of paranormal activity. Uh, she, since she was a teenager, Susan has been doing uh, psychic readings and working with the police on missing person cases. A professor at the International Metaphysical University, that's intermetu.com, where I also teach, Susan has <coughs> excuse me, written a number of books, It has been featured on the ABC Family Channel's popular show, Scariest Places on Earth, and a number of other U.S. and Canadian television shows. She is one of the world's foremost experts on Mothman, Ingrid Cold, and The Men in Black. Find out more about Susan at users.wirefire.com slash magic, with a CK. And as we talk with Susan today, feel free to join the discussion. Call us at 401-766-1240 or 800-449-1240. All right, Susan Shepard,
1: welcome back to Behind the Paranormal.
2: Well, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, sort of a hodgepodge of different things I'm into, and <laughs> they, but they're all
1: related. Indeed. Yeah. All right, Susan, so what's the basic idea behind astrology?
2: Well, the basic idea behind astrology is the stars and planets actually affect uh, many things on Earth, uh, including uh, uh, birth you know, birth charts and also events. Uh, astrology is basically the uh, oldest science and the second oldest profession in the world. Uh, astrology is about 9,000 years old. Uh, you know, ever since man went out and they gazed at the sky and they saw the light of the sky. And, uh, you know, it, it never really seems to go away. A lot of people that have looked into it, like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, uh, to disprove astrology, actually found that it had validity. Uh, uh, Sigmund Freud actually said that uh, he found it to be true, but he thought it would take just too many years to study, you know, to really go into that. Hmm. a lot of people that uh, look into astrology thinking they're going to debunk it uh, actually come away believers. Uh, Now, uh, astrology is also sort of a science steeped in superstition. Uh, You know, they looked up into the night skies and they saw that certain constellations would resemble a crab or uh, maybe a ram or a bull. And, uh, you know, so that's the the part of astrology that might be, um, you know, superstitious in a sense. Not that the signs are but you can even take away the astrological signs and still do astrology. Uh there was actually a French man, uh, uh, Michel Gauguin, who was actually able to do uh, uh looked at, at the stars of and uh, the planets of people who were athletes and doctors and things like that and he found out uh that uh, when uh, an athlete uh, was born a lot of times Mars would be coming up over their horizon or it would be up at the midheaven of the sky. So it's kind of a mixture of things. It's both a science and an art. And I've spent probably about 35 years on it.
0: Talked a lot, didn't I? No, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> answer the question. It is, di- well, it is a talk show. It is a talk show. I'm interested because you know I don't really know. Forty years in the paranormal, I don't really know much about this. It hasn't really crossed my path for often, so that's why uh, I wanted to have someone of your erudition uh, come on. So, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. you know,
2: I could go even into the, uh, you know, we're coming up on the holidays and uh, the birth of Christ, which, of course, probably happened in the spring
0: rather than uh, December. Oh, you're uh, anticipating all- our last question. Oh, okay. okay well, so, you
2: know, Saturnalia. All right, uh, why, don't we,
0: why don't we hold that? Uh, oh, okay. We have a question just ah, about that. Okay, I thought. I, okay,
2: I okay. So I mean, but it does tie in with astrology. But oh, right.
0: absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay, but we'll, we'll get to that. You're, all right. we're, we're on the same page here. Go ahead. All right, good. Great.
1: Right. So how could the planets have any effect on us, like electromagnetism maybe, kind of like the moon and the well, tides two, and stuff? Yeah,
2: it's not any kind of an energy that they can determine right now. Uh, it's, it's very similar in a way to psychic energy. They can't really determine psychic energy. Uh, on my ghost tour, you know, a lot of times I've noticed over the years that whenever I'd walk under streetlights, they would go out. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I must be Dracula or something. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole uh, thing written about this. I don't know if you've ever looked into it, but it's, uh, it's psychic energy. Uh, streetlights are programmed, are triggered to go out when the sun comes up. And when the psychic energy builds, a lot of times when people walk under them, certain individuals, a lot of people really, they will go out, and once you walk away a block or two, they will come back on. Yeah, that's true. And this happens, but they don't know. uh, They've looked into people that have this, and they've done brain scans, but it's not any kind of energy that they really understand now what it is.
0: Well, this is why we... Well, you know, our whole point of view uh, is is that we live in a, a sort of an... Interactive community of many many worlds and dimensions, and right. it, it all these energies are, are flowing all over the place all the time, and if they can control how worlds interact, they can certainly control stuff like street lights and all. That's right. Yeah, so that, that
2: it's a great thing on the ghost tour too, because I mean, it, we have it happen like six eight times a night. Yeah. And it's a, bi- it's a big crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. And then they're always happy to know that they're psychic, you know, because the
0: more people you get, the more it happens. Well, that's it. Well, we'll have to talk about your ghost tours later. But, uh, I, mean, you're the, I remember, uh, you, you, you put me on my first ghost tour when I was, when we were down. Ben oh. was there too. Well, you, you didn't <laughs> go on the ghost tour. You, no. We were, uh, at the, uh, Paranormal Conference in 03 in Parkersburg, mm-hmm. West Virginia. And all of a sudden you, you come out with, well, Paul's going to lead us tonight. And I said, "What? I, you know, I've, I never had done a ghost walk before. I thought they were kind of silly, but I had a grand time. I thought oh, it was good. it was great. And you never sent me those pictures of all the orbs hanging around me. I, you know, my computer was stolen. Oh dear. I, yes, it was stolen, and I, I not only lost those, I lost a, a picture of my great grand. Oh, it was terrible. Oh dear. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, anyway, I don't have those anymore. <laughs> we'll get back on topic. I'm stepping
1: on Ben's lines here. So. Well, you you always do, so it's fine. Mm, I'm your uh, all, right. all right. So when. Did astrology or, and astronomy first become like separate? They, wouldn't they be like similar? Uh, they
2: weren't really sep- they weren't really separate even around the time of Galileo. Uh, a lot of the famous astronomers also cast uh, a- astrological charts uh, for a living. That's how they made their money. And uh, around the uh, 1700s uh, going into to the 1800s it sort of went away. And the scientific you know, revolution took over. It wasn't looked at as much. And it, it, then it was sort of um, left over to the the, you know, the fortune tellers with the boost and the palm. Not that there's anything, it, you know, I'm against that. But then with palm reading and tarot well, reading and all those things were really, really honestly, uh, it started out as science. Um, there's a lot of uh, great work done by uh, very scientific astrologers, for instance, like Robert Hand. And uh, But then, you know, you can go take it all the way to the complexity of a natal chart, you know, into the sun signs, which is something most people, you know, know a little bit about. They know what sun sign they are. Um, then back in the 1960s and 1970s with the cultural, you know, uh, revolution, the hippies and all that, it sort of came back and people began to look at it in a more of a, uh, once again, in a more critical scientific way and they began to study it. But there were always people that did charts. They were famous astrologers, even in the 1930s. I hope that answered that. <laughs> but uh, it actually started in uh, Babylonia. It, it started in uh, where we now have uh, Iraq and Iran. That's where it actually began.
0: Yeah. Well, we have other questions
1: about that, but Ben's got another okay. one. Okay. Well, this is on the list of questions. I feel kind of embarrassed to ask it. But, you don't have to ask it. Well, yeah, why not? It, it's there. So, So how compatible are my girlfriend and me?
2: Okay. Well, you have to give me your sign. <laughs>
1: um,
2: you are, what's your birthday?
1: April 20th.
2: All right. That's you don't remember? Right it was on only seven
1: years Aries. ago we told you.
2: Yeah, you're right on the cusp between Aries and Taurus. You're an Aries and your girlfriend's birthday.
1: Uh, it, it's that's August, <laughs> August, August, August 2nd, I think.
2: August 2nd. Very good. Leo, Aries and Leo. Very good together. Yes, compatible. Uh, Lots of fire there, Uh, so she's a little bit of a a fiery type of a person, and you are uh, intellectually, and
0: uh, that's a good match. Well, uh, all right, okay. Let's get who who figured all this out.
2: Oh my! I mean,
0: some guy with a beard in ancient Babylon. Uh,
2: Well, they began to notice certain things. Uh, They would notice, you know, the morning star, Venus, and and uh, it was just it's just a a a long evolution, Uh, many different. Many different cultures have added to astrology. The Arabs did a lot of work in astrology around the 11 and 1200s. Uh, the Babylonians, of course, uh, it moved into Italy. Uh, it was in Egypt. Uh, it, that's the Western form. It went into India, uh, and the people in India also practice um, a, a very similar, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, except they emphasize the moon sign rather than the sun sign, uh, the Hindu, uh, Vedic type of astrology. So it's just it's just it just evolved like any other you know any other science uh, and they began to notice things you know I mean when you do, you're an astrologer um, you kind of begin to notice things you may not have read in books uh, when something crops up in a person's chart and you do know uh, everybody has their own um, very personal astrological natal chart and not only do and you know we could even talk about um, President Reagan and Nancy Reagan and all that that went on with. With the astrology, if you'll remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know that that was something relatively new. Uh, they were looking into something. Um, what they were talking about with the, uh, with Ronald Reagan was something called a void of course moon, which is happens every two and a half days, um, and it is the time where it's not good to sign papers, make treaties, start any events. You know, it will last anywhere from two minutes to even twenty four hours. Um, so you know, so that that was kind of a new thing, and you know, it just continues to
0: develop. Well, that's interesting. Well, and I tested that even. Okay, well, uh, let's get back to Reagan. But uh, th- there are criticisms of astrology. One, and I don't know if this is true or not, but one is that when it originated in the remote past, the stars we're not in the same places in the sky that they are now at least not entirely and that means according to this argument that the planets aren't in the same houses as they were then at least not for the same time periods and that astrology is still worked out as if everything is where it used to be and is that true
2: no it's not true astrologers have actually adjusted that over the years okay. so it isn't that they they've made adjust, adjustments to that like if a, a planet is in the you know a certain constellation of leo It's it's traveling through Leo. It's traveling through Leo. You know, that is Leo. Uh, So there's been, you know, so there's adjustments made to that.
0: All right. So uh, do astrologers actually still watch the skies or they just read the astronomy magazines?
2: Oh, no, no, no. There's something called an ephemeris, and it is a star map. And even, you know, even the astronomers have to use that. If you you remember the show, uh, oh, gosh, I've forgotten his name, and he passed away. But he Carl did The the, science, the guy that did the uh, astronomy all the time. And uh, Carl, he, Carl know, he would Sagan. Say, right, yes. Yeah. Exactly. He would say Venus is in Gemini, and Mars is in Cancer, and you'll be able to see it in this part of the sky. So it's kind of like a touchstone of actually where the planets are
0: Doesn't sound like is what Carl it really Sagan. is. Okay. Uh, ben, you have another question? Okay.
1: All right. So... A while back when we first met this director guy who was like we want you to do a show on reincarnation and stuff and we went to go see this um woman who was what what was she she was she was like a, she wasn't she was an astrologer hypnotist person yeah
0: she's kind of a uh, a hypnotist especially and she would she would regress people <laughs> um, she also she also
1: did astrology though
0: yeah, she also did astrology. She was a sort of a Renaissance person,
1: and she was fascinated by me. And she was just like, "Quick, tell me what's your birthday." And I was like, "Uh, okay."
0: Yeah,
1: she did. <laughs> and why was she so fascinated with me?
2: Well, I'd have to look at your chart, but you know, you're probably among what they call the Indigo Children, um, and uh, that's a that's a thing, a new thing as well. But it seems like uh, people of your age, Ben, and and born maybe a little bit earlier than you are. Uh, they seem to be. Uh, there's a difference. Um, you know, they're more tuned into these kinds of things, and and actually, the indigo children are are here to teach the rest of us to go, you know, in a more evolved direction and and being um, more in tune uh, with these kinds of energies. Whether you like astrology or, you know, in your in your particular um, field, you're trying to prove. Um, the existence maybe of an afterlife, uh, which we've never really proven, but uh, that's the science as well. Uh, so, um, you know, they're kind of paving. Your generation is kind of paving the way for for the future, and and I guess you would call it the age of Aquarius, which hasn't exactly started yet, but um, we're, we're we're very close to that.
0: I remember that uh, back in, oh my gosh, 1970s, that song came out. This is the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. <laughs> I don't know who sang it. I was more into to, to, to the, the Baroque music period at the time. Yeah. But I said, what the heck is this about? You know? Well, so, well, what is about, it about? What is this Age of Aquarius?
2: Well, uh, around the time of Christ was when the Age of Pisces began. And we've been in the Age of Pisces uh, for 2,000 years. And each epoch that goes through, uh, it's, it's about 2,000 years. And uh, you know, we we move into that sort of um, uh, way of thinking is is really what it
0: is. Well, who again? Who decides all? What I'm getting at is is are there mm-hmm. uh, different ways of thinking about the same things in astrology? Is it like religion where you have, as it were, heresies and things that were the the, the branch off from the main uh, stream of thought, uh, or what? Are you do you follow a particular mm-hmm. interpretation of astrology, or is it pretty much the same?
2: No, it's really not the same. I mean, you know, the Chinese have their form of astrology, and then the Mayan Indians have their form of astrology, and then there are people that write pretty much sun sign books, and that's all they really look at are the sun signs, and then you get into the complexities of astrology, and that's that goes into the science with people like Liz Green and Robert Hand. Oh, my goodness, there's just so many. I mean, it really takes a long time uh, it takes you like 10, 20 years to really, really learn astrology. It's not something you can just pick up overnight. And it's something that, you know, you have to continue to practice. Uh, the people that make, you know, they're, they're more scientific than what I am. I'm not much of a scientist. I'm more of an intuitive kind of a person. But at the same time, I'm practical about it. You know, I, when I looked into it, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not really what you would call... A naive kind of person. I don't believe in absolutely everything, and uh, when I started doing charts, um, there were some pretty interesting things that I really couldn't deny. Uh, I pretty well knew around the time my father was going to die. You know, I, I knew it. Uh, I could see that coming up, and he was only sixty-seven years old. Uh, and I, you know, and it, it, you know, in my chart it was shown there would be a very important male probably the father that would be leaving my life that year, and, and it did happen. I don't know if that's a good thing to know or a bad thing to know. <laughs> good question. But uh, sure enough, it did. Uh, it was just, you know, it was a very quick uh, heart attack. Uh, he, he wasn't sick, you know, up until that time. Uh, so, you know, I tested it. I have tested the void of course moons where they say, um, you don't want to start anything. And, and sure enough, anything, every time I... I start a project or I make an agreement or or something, you know, I start planning for something very important, it does not turn out. Um, And that's that's a time every two and a half days when the moon doesn't make any aspects. And That's all Greek to you. Like I say a lot of times with astrology, it's all Greek to me. And that's interesting uh, because the form of astrology that we do use, in fact, is Greek- Astrology. Well, Greek I and, can deal yes. with,
0: but uh, sometimes astrology <laughs> confuses me. <laughs> I get it it's it's, all Greek it's, to yes, me. Yeah, it's
2: complex. It's a com- it's a very complex system. There isn't any doubt.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. Okay, now suppose <clears throat> we were to go to a or Ben was, were to go to a an astrologer in Shanghai, say and give him the same information that he gave you about he and his girlfriend would the conclusion essentially be the same well the
2: the one in shanghai if he would be if he would be looking at the um, the chinese form of astrology it might be different i don't know that that's based upon the well they would be born in the same year i guess uh, are they are you all the same age it changes from yeah. year to year yeah actually, yeah Unless, they of course, they graduated that in high school yeah. in shanghai also did the western form which is not it's, you know, it's well known in the Oregon as well, and, uh, in, you know, it wouldn't change uh, is what I'm trying to say. Um, in India, it would be exactly the same form, except uh, they, would, they, all, they think that the moon sign is more important than the sun sign. That's the only difference between the, the European or the Greek astrology And the Hindu astrology, or the Vedic astrology, that's the only difference. The Mayan astrology, which is interesting because I'm part Native American, but I don't understand the Mayan astrology is totally different. I don't really know what it's based on. But pretty much the, the, uh, the most popular form is the form that we know today, which
0: is the Greek or the Western astrology. Okay, uh, we're going to take a commercial break now, and then okay. I, 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 I don't want, I want to pursue this a little further because there are a couple of things I want to know. So, uh, we're Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 AM in New England's beautiful Blackstone Valley and onworldwide.com I'm talking to astrologer Susan Shepard, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Hi, this is Romeo Berthia. I'm inviting you to join me every Saturday morning from 6 to 9 for the Saturday show. This all-request program includes music, news, sports, weather, and all sorts of community announcements. And what a great way to start your weekend. Join me this Saturday morning. Hi, this is Russ Gorman. If you're wondering what the stars have in store for you, be sure to join me for Russ Gorman on Astrology right here on ON 1240, Monday through Thursday mornings at 10.30 on ON 1240. Local radio at its best. Hi, this is Christian Przybyłko, welcoming you to the new Krakow Express Polka Hour. Every Sunday from noon to one in English and Polish, you'll hear information about local events, interesting people, and a great selection of Polkas and traditional favorites. Every Sunday from noon to one. Przekażcie wszystkim znajomym i słuchajcie nas w każdą niedzielę od 12 do 1. And we are back, Behind the Paranormal, with Paul and Ben Eno on ON1240AM and com here in New England's beautiful Blackstone Valley. And we are talking with our good friend Susan Shepard, expert in many things, including astrology, which is our subject tonight, something we have never done a show about before. Now, to continue our discussion, Susan, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit, the, the, unless I'm not understanding you, that different forms of astrology would reach different conclusions so if you go if we went to the to the guy in shanghai who's an astrologer he might say uh, ben and his girlfriend would be a disaster together whereas you came to a different conclusion i mean that's well True,
2: but I, I have to tell you, the Chinese astrology, uh, in my opinion, it's not the it's not the same form as the Western, and it's not as accurate. There's not as much into it. You got to understand, they're only looking at the, the year you were born. Okay. Okay. When, with Western astrology, you're looking at the moment the person was born in a certain place. They're not taking into. I don't even understand really what Chinese astrology is based upon. Um, so. Uh, you know, I, I can't really defend Chinese astrology, or or you know, say that it's a great thing. It's much, much more limited, and you know, the complexities. Not only do they uh, look at where the planets are and how they're lined up, they look at midpoints. This is Western astrology, uh, and uh, with the Mayan astrology, it's it's the most popular, and one of the reasons it's the most popular, and the reason it's stayed around so long is because you know, it's accurate. Uh, now the Mayan is something totally different, and, but it seems to be uh, similar in a way to Chinese that it's based upon the day you were born. Well, with with the Greek, the Western astrology, it is the minute you were born, hmm. uh, and you know twins might have an almost identical chart, especially if they were born with a C-section. You know, but the the chart changes dramatically every two and a half, hour, every two and a half hours. So, really. Yeah, I mean, I I met a woman, uh, I met people born on my birthday, uh, and I've got my moon in Scorpio, but by the afternoon, the moon had moved into Sagittarius, the rising sign was different, the planets were making slightly different aspects. So even, you know, so it's pretty well based upon the precise time you were born. Now, when you think about your natal chart being done, uh, basically all that is, it is a snapshot of the sky, uh, for the moment that you were born, uh, if your mom, if your mother was lying in a, um, you know, in the hospital bed and the, and she, she could see the sky and they took a picture of that sky, the planets, you, you would know which planets were rising, you would know which were on the midheaven. And like I was going back to the, the, uh, Michel Guaglin, uh, the French, uh, astronomer that studied this or the scientist who studied this, he didn't even look in the, the, the signs. He looked at where the planets were. And um, th- so he thought the ones that were very strong were the ones rising up over the eastern horizon and ones at the heaven or the top of the sky seemed to be predominant. So he looked upon people as certain planetary types, like you had a, have a lunar type, you've got a Mars type, you've got a Venus type or a Saturn type. And uh, he found that cer- certain people that were born when the moon was strong, when Venus was strong, tended to be more artistic. Uh, when Mars or Saturn was strong, they tended to be athletes. Some of them were surgeons. Uh, they were a different kind of personality, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Uh, now, one question sometimes arises by way of criticism. and uh, now For example, myself. I was born in March, the 30th of March, which I guess is Aries. Right. And uh-huh. there are certain personality types. Uh, isn't, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, the time of year... And the weather that is characteristic to that time of year might have something to do well, with the kind of personality I mean, as opposed the, to the stars. Or well, the
2: probably not. I mean, the weather doesn't make any, in, any difference. Uh, and the hemisphere, I wouldn't think, would make any difference. Now, uh, if I do, I have a friend who was born in China on July 1st, which is my birthday, uh, and we're good friends. We were born on the same day. And I've done her chart in, you know, in China, and it does make it different. Uh, the fact that she was but you know when you do this there's all these programs uh, this is all it's so easy now because now the you can get astrology systems will go through all these calcul- mathematical calculations and the difference of the hemisphere and the planets and all that uh, and then, then they make adjustments for that uh, okay. so yeah so, where, where you, so the spot you were born is definitely important uh, if I moved to Florida my chart would change just slightly uh, and your, char- you know, if you were born in Parkersburg, your chart might be a little slightly different. Uh, usually, not much to make, um, you know, nothing in- important though. Uh, now, if you're born in China, that does make some significant changes.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I, uh, but you're still
2: uh, the same sign. Uh, the moon might have moved. Um, the planets generally don't, unless they're they're moving from one side to the next in the same day. Uh, the moon goes through um, different signs every two and a half days. Um, the uh, Venus uh, goes through signs about Mercury, Venus stays in a sign about three, three, four four weeks. Uh, Mars is more like six to eight weeks. And as you go out to the, the outer planets, then Pluto, gosh, um, of course, it's been demoted from a planet. Let's say Neptune would be in a sign for like 20 years. So... Okay. So then, then that's, a, that's called a generational planet.
0: All right. Uh, I can see where this is going to take a lot longer than an hour. <laughs> um, okay, well, all right. right. Let's. Uh, all, all I know is you must be doing something right, because when we came down in 03 to the Parkersburg Conference, uh, my wife came with us, and she, I look at her as a sort of heroic figure. First of all, she puts up with me, and uh, she puts up with what Ben and I do, and she does it like a saint. And uh, she does not get involved in, in our work at all. She came on one case in almost 30 years of marriage now, and she swore she'd never do it again. But she came down to the conference with us in Parkersburg, and she was riveted. By what you had to say on this and every other subject that you were talking about. And I, she was kind of reluctant to go in. She's, you know, and, and, and boy, but you real, I'll tell you, you prevailed upon her, which is not so <laughs> well. easy to do. But, uh, so you must be doing something right. But anyway, uh, let's move on here. Uh, Christmas time is coming near. And everyone has heard the story of the three wise men or the three kings. Mm-hmm. And essentially they, and we were, you know, you were, prepared to talk about this obviously uh, essentially they were uh, astrologers uh, who mm-hmm. was supposedly saw a new star and followed right. it to Bethlehem that's the right. general line yes. uh, astrologically mm-hmm. what's your take on that how would that well, have worked who were these people of course we don't know
2: the exact uh, date of Christ's birth we know it's not December 25th December 25th is the birth of Horus that's right the Egyptian uh, Horus yeah we deal with that um. in our Christmas show <laughs> <laughs> and a number of other gods too uh, but uh, the astrologers, looking back at the way that the stars were lined up, uh, believe that Christ was probably born in the springtime, probably in March, uh, you, it, most likely at Pisces, uh, which is interesting because Christianity is a very Piscean uh, religion. Uh, the selflessness, the love, the giving, uh, all those beautiful things that Christ was here you know, to, to spread with the world. Now they say during the time Christ was born, It was not one star. It was a lineup of three stars, and they believed it was Mars, uh, Saturn, and Jupiter. Hmm. And uh, they knew even back then. Now, they didn't know that these were orbs up in the sky. They were looking at them as stars. And they knew that Jupiter was the sign of kings. And they knew that Mars was the sign of Palestine and looking at that conjunction in the way they when they lined up like that it looked like a very bright star and they knew that the king of palestine had been born and that's the that's the uh, speculation of when christ was born and it makes a lot of sense when you think about
0: it i never heard it put that way we might have you call back on our cbs show next week when we're talking about this that'd be great behind the holidays
2: <laughs> yeah i mean uh, that's very ahead. credible to me because when they line up they're they're brighter um and they knew that there was something going on
0: something special going on so how, how did the, these guys how did they okay maybe it would have brought them to palestine but what what how do they you know i mean if, if this story is is well is it, you know if
2: uh, you know we don't really know where they were from yeah um and we don't even know if it's true i mean i hope it's true i love the story but uh but probably the area of babylonia Uh, would be be probably where they came from. They would have been in that part of the world because that's where astrology was being practiced the most at that time. Um, I think it was... Yeah, the Greeks and the Romans also had it by that time, too. So I guess they could have come from Greece or uh, even India.
0: Oh, yeah, well, India. That that was some speculation about India. Well, in the seminary, all the... Because they had other things to talk about, but uh, this did come up once, and I remember the discussion was very interesting. They they said that they, they probably... Uh, whoever they were, when they arrived or wherever they arrived from, uh, Jesus was probably two or three years old by right. that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's uh, interesting a while. little, little <laughs> bit of trivia. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, they didn't quite have bullet trains in the seven forty seven. Okay, well, that's really interesting. Any other insights on the Christmas story from an astrological point of view?
2: Well, you know, just the speculation that that was probably the time that he was born, and, and Christmas time for us, you know, is based on the Roman Saturnalia. Yes. Uh, and, that's the, and that night is always referred to throughout the entire world. Uh, you know, there's even, even among Native Americans, but especially in Egypt, and, uh, that is the night of the return of the divine child. Uh, that's that's what it used to be looked upon. The return of the divine child when the sun comes back. The sun seems to go away, and then, but you know, and then they want it to come back and start. The divine child comes back, and they start getting longer. You know, after the solstice.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the church did that deliberately. People think, oh, you know, you're you're denigrating. Oh, no, nothing of the kind. That was done deliberately. First of all, to make it easier for pagans to become Christians especially when they have choice Yeah, exactly. About I mean, it's it.
2: funny. <clears throat> we did a, a dumb, I don't know if you know what this is, you're not Irish, but a dumb supper, which, which is an old Irish Catholic Halloween thing. And if you look into Halloween or Samhain, Samhain was basically a harvest festival. didn't have anything much to do with ghosts or, or any of that kind of thing. The idea of the, the ghosts coming back on the 31st was the night before All Saints Day. And they believed that one night of the year, souls were allowed to leave purgatory and come back and visit with the living. That's a Christian thing. It really is. Uh, And uh, Christmas, in a funny way, is more pagan than Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because um, I'm sure that there's pagan uh, uh, beginnings to Halloween. Now, the Samhain, of course, was just simply a harvest festival where they were, you know, they were uh, they were celebrating the harvest and getting ready, you know, for things to get dark and get cold and put away food. And I don't think there's, there's not a lot of evidence that it was a, a holiday about ghosts or certainly wasn't a holiday
0: about devils and witches. And well, my theory, and when we do our Halloween show, sometimes I, I suggest this as a possible answer, that uh, the time of, of, well, November 1st being the uh, Celtic New Year, as, as you point out, that... The time of death would begin when the winter began, and uh, that seemed to be a time when you would think about that and and hope for the best. And so it might have been a. I don't know. Nobody really. Well, and
2: also people had to worry about starving to death, especially in Ireland. Yeah. You know, because they didn't have the crops. So it was very important for that. And it's funny, we did a dumb supper at uh, my my new spiritual center here in Parkersburg. And, oh, of course, here in the, our city, you know, people think I'm up to no good and I'm a witch <laughs> in the graveyard and all this. We were putting on an Irish Catholic Dumb Supper, and we did a, um, a Day of the Dead um, Mexican altar where people brought, you know, pictures in of deceased relatives for them to, you know, pray over and think about is basically what it was. And downstairs we had the extreme church, uh, fundamentalist Christians who were putting on a harvest festival and they didn't realize they were putting on a salad. Oh dear. <laughs> and we were putting on the Catholic. <laughs> but who would believe it? You know, it was Halloween.
0: <laughs> oh, I know, it's true. Well, you know, uh, we all have the same roots, I think, essentially. Okay, well, just uh, we're burning up the hour here, as we always do with, with Susan, because it's just so fascinating. Uh, ben, why don't you give us our call-in numbers
1: here? just uh, Right. Okay, so our call-in numbers for tonight are 401-766-1240 <clears throat> or nationally at 800-449-1240.
0: We, 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 I very often find out that sometimes the better the guest, the fewer the calls, because people don't want to miss anything. Uh, well,
2: you know, a lot of times... Uh, Also, I've got my charts in front of me, so if anybody has any questions about their their sign, I have them right here, and I can answer. That's what I do every month.
0: (laughs) on Live TV here. Didn't realize that. I would have promoted that. Okay. In any case, um, all right. Well, whatever. I wanted to uh, get into a little bit about the uh, the the Reagan uh, thing. That was something of a. uh, I'm not going to call it a scandal, but I remember when that (laughs) came out. And these people were somewhat what horrified, and uh, there is some, I suppose, some information. I don't think I'm going to get into it now. It's too late. But about our um, current president. But um, okay, oh, okay. Well, here's here's a question from someone in the studio here. All right. Before we get into Reagan, Uh, January 14th, 1977 is the birth date. Okay. Okay. And uh, this uh, person is uh, moving to Texas. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. What else do you need? They won't
2: be there very long. Um, <gasps> but it will probably. He's happy to hear that. Pro- you, want, you, you
0: can talk directly to. <laughs> It's
2: going to be a very good move, but it, but you won't be there too long. And I don't think you'll be there any longer than two, than two years. Uh, you know, two to three years at the most. But it's setting down things. And the other thing about Capricorns at this time is they're really just kind of dismantling their lives and they're building back up. Uh, now it's, he's nodding
0: it was, his head vigorously.
2: It's very, it's, now it's early. Uh, Pluto's in Capricorn. It's early. But Capricorns and Cancers are both just really changing things. And the place where, uh, I don't know whether it's a man or a woman, uh, this person will be, uh, you know, two to three years is going to be dramatically different, uh, probably a whole new direction. Uh, Uranus is mixed in there as well, which means there there will be more technology, more learning of technology. Uh, that's what they're really going to be involved in. Um um, money wise, you watch watch a little bit. You've got Neptune in the second house. Just watch what you spend. You would and uh, be careful uh, of anything of a business nature. You would buy into that would involve your finances.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very
2: much. And yeah, he uh, seems the, the career, writer. though. Oh, also the career up there. Saturn's at the top of the chart, and he's making very wonderful strides in career. And it, and whatever he or she does, two to three years. That, in two, three years, and then it's going to be a lasting thing, and it's going
0: to turn out great. That's excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, he's on the staff here at the station, and he's a dear friend of ours, and Uh I'm very glad to hear that things will be good. You know what I'll ask? Uh, April twentieth,
1: nineteen 1992. April
2: twentieth, nineteen 1992. Hmm. Let's see. Alright, we're still in the Aries. Hmm. Well, it, the one thing that's going on in the chart says the relationship right now is karmic in nature. Uh, and that is the person, if they're involved in a relationship, uh, this is someone that you have known before in past lives. <clears throat> this particular, uh, month, uh, going into January, uh, is this your, is this your chart, Ben, or is this somebody else?
1: Well, oh, this is mine.
2: Okay. Um, so you got Moon and Venus in the eighth house, and what that's saying is psychic things are going to be very. I mean, it's getting really cold and everything, but psychic things are going to be very emphasized. And I want to point out too, Ben, there's going to be a TV show for you and your dad both. You should get. Um, you should have some kind of. Uh, you should. This should be coming in fairly quickly. Uh, and this is good. You're going to be contacted for it by a television show. It, it will be with you and your dad. It is the eighth house. That is the house of ghosts and spirits and the afterlife. So it should have something to do with your work right now.
0: Uh, that's uh, very interesting because that's, uh, that's happening as we speak.
2: Oh, good. And it's going to be very successful. And then he's got Jupiter. Oh, gosh, you got Jupiter coming on your son within about another year. And wow, you're, you're going to be, I, you're pretty young, but you're on your way to your career because uh, a year, a year and a half, uh, you know, your names are going to be even well more well-known than they are now. And I think that this is going to be a national thing.
1: Sweet. Well, that seems to be uh... All right, Does it say anything about music at all?
2: Your music? Well, you know, they kind of go around the same um, the same way. But it looks like if you're in a band or anything like that, you should be more looking to next July and August for that to take off.
1: Well, that's cool. All right, I figured that was going to
0: happen. Kind of what mind. we saw, yeah, yeah. Well, that's very encouraging. Um, yeah, I think I can say, wait till you see him on the screen. He's he's going to knock him dead. I mean, we have a I whole I think so too. New... I,
2: I think it's a very unique thing, and do follow it's... this up. Don't let it go. Oh
0: no, no, no. We're already in process. Okay. You know, we've already done preliminary filming and everything else. Oh, great. Yeah. So, um, and the director's a big name and this sort of, thing. but no, I, we want to bring in a whole new approach to the paranormal. The, the whole community of interactive lives across the multiverse and.
2: You know, too, it's, it's it's kind of discouraging about some of these ghost shows because you know some of that stuff is obviously faked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: know how you feel about it. I mean, it's easy I to make I feel exactly board. the same way. That's like a board, you know, throwing a board down the stairs or something like that. And of course, they have to do it because they've only got a day or two. And you know, uh, things when they come up in hauntings and and uh, this sort of thing, it's, it doesn't happen every day. And you can't go to a certain room in a certain house. And sit there for even one day, and and expect something to happen.
0: So you guys will be doing
2: more of the real part of it.
0: Well, I sure hope so. Because, well, again, as as we told the director, I I, I don't want to. We're not ghost hunters. We're cosmic sojourners. Great. It's a cosmic journey, and, and uh, George Nuri likes that. So. Awesome. I, I think that's wonderful. Excellent. Well, we appreciate your support. Funny you, you were talking about that back in 2003, really. Okay, well, just uh, as we, we um, uh, sadly uh, wind down here, yes. I want to get into the, uh, the Reagan uh, issue here. As I say, when that first happened in the 80s, the idea came out that he was using an astrologer, or at least that Nancy was. Nancy uh, he was. He began to uh, talk about that.
2: But he didn't, He, he he's an Aquarius, he was an Aquarius, so he was open to this sort of thing. He was also, you know, out in Hollywood, uh, where something like that is more accepted than in other places. It was based upon the void of course moon, because when uh, he was shot, she just became so nervous all the time. You know, she's a cancer, she worried all the time. And somebody suggested this Isn't astrologer.
0: Mom, yeah, mom, my, my wife is a cancer too.
2: Yeah, an astrologer, and the astrologer it, it would say red light, green light. And that is, uh, red light uh, was when there was a void of course moon. Don't really go out and do very much, you know. Uh, green light, go ahead. Start doing, you know, start doing uh, what you're supposed to be doing. Red light, just kind of lay low. The other thing was, the astrologer looked at the uh, chart of Michelle uh, uh, Gorbachev. I'm sorry, I couldn't remember his name, Gorbachev. And uh, the astrologer said to Nancy, she said, I, you know, at that time, Reagan was calling Russia the evil empire. And the astrologer said to Nancy, he's a nice man. Your husband would like him. I really think you should try, you should consider uh, talking to this man. He's a good man. And she was right. And then the Berlin Wall fell. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, either that or also heavy the heavy metal groups were going into Eastern Europe and stuff and I think that that, that was part of it. They got a taste of the West, you know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, what's uh that why did people, I don't know. I mean, you can't answer this. Why did people have such a negative reaction to that? People were you know, as if something besides the president was helping him make decisions. You know, it was a suggestion. They
2: could go against that. Listen, I've had people um, you know, they'll look me up on facebook and say oh i'm having an operation i'm really scared and one time here recently the woman should not have done it and i told her not to do it and she 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 she, they released her from the hospital she had to go immediately back to the emergency room so she didn't listen to what i said thankfully she's still living but uh, the surgery did not go well Hmm. but you have the person has Every right to not believe the astrologer and just go ahead, yeah, uh, and a lot of people do
0: well we, uh, always, we always say be very careful of, of, of letting anyone tell you what to do Well, and this, make was your a own void, decisions. this was
2: your void of course thing and if you you know and with the void of course moon, it does not turn out as well as expected it's not it's not dangerous, but it it, it won't turn out very well. It would be a good idea to wait maybe to the next day. But, of course, she couldn't do that because it was already, you know, scheduled. Okay. But but she's fine. But, I mean, uh, you know, she ended up driving herself back to the hospital even before she got home. She didn't do
1: well. Well, Ben's got a question here. Okay. All right. um, What's a horoscope and how do you cast one?
2: Well, the horoscope, the natal horoscope, is just, just a map of the skies at the moment that you were born. And when they talk about the rising sign, the rising sign is the constellation that's rising up over the eastern horizon on the moment that you were born, and that's what makes the uniqueness to the chart and how the planets So It's just a snapshot of the sky, and those little symbols we use, those are just little symbols for the planets.
0: Okay. Now, every day the newspaper comes, and most newspapers have the horoscope in mm-hmm. them. I mean, what, what, uh, it always seemed to be pretty generic to me. I, does that have any use of a well, daily it, no. newspaper it, horoscope? It,
2: no, the only thing they can do is base it on the position of the moon. So they'll, they'll if you, with Aries, they'll, they'll, and the moon would be in Scorpio, and they would look where Scorpio fell, you know, for Aries. And it, no, it's very limited, yes. I've written them before, but but they're limited.
0: Okay. What's the future of astrology?
2: Well, the future of astrology, I would imagine, will probably uh, go in the direction of the French man that was uh, looking at the planets. And I think there may even be... You know, it's easy for people to understand their sun sign, but really what we are is we're a combination of the way the planets were really lined up, and it will become even more of a science. Uh, I'm not much of a scientist. I'm an intuitive person. Uh but there are scientists where so it's gonna become more of a science than and I think you know, you go into the amazing Randy and he's debunking astrology. You know what he hands out to people? He hands out something very general about their sun sign. Yeah, that sounds that sort of sounds like me. Yeah, you know, gives them the wrong one, you know. <laughs> um so that is such a small part of the chart. He's never had an astrologer cast a chart for unique uh, an individual. And have them sit down and see if any of this was
0: true. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, tell us about your books. Uh, you're a renaissance person, as I say, and uh, where people can get them and what you're working on. Well, I'm coming out in the Mothman movie. Really? I'm the Mothman.
2: Um, this is by Matt Pulowski. It's coming out in February. It's the best Mothman documentary I have ever seen. I don't. I think he sold it to the Sci-Fi Network. It's going to go directly to Target, Walmart. Cool. Uh, so I'm real excited about that. I'm talking about the Endred Cold Angle to the story. Yeah. And the Men in Black. Um, then the books I'm working on. I'm working on poetry. I'm working on um, the Twelve Door, the Twelve Doors of Heaven, which is an astrological oracle. You know, I have out the Phoenix Cards, which mm-hmm. is an oracle, uh, and uh, this is going to be an astrological oracle. And I'm finishing up a book called Paranormal Parkersburg. Cool. Based upon my Haunted Parkersburg ghost tours, which are number eight most popular in the nation.
0: Wow. So where can people find out more uh, websites, or how can they get in touch with you?
2: uh, I'm I'm in the process of rebuilding my website, hauntedparkersburg.com. But you can find me on Facebook as Susan A. Shepard, S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D. And I can keep people updated on Facebook until I I build a new website. Okay. The old website's good, but I'm, I'm going to build a new right. one.
0: Well, we have a link uh, to your your old website okay, on, great. on our page. And, uh, boy, the, the Mothman movie sounds great. I, I want to have you back and you know, do another show on Mothman and Ingrid it's Cole. It's awesome. He, yeah. He's
2: interviewed all the witnesses. It's awesome.
0: Excellent. Well, Susan, it's always a great pleasure, and it was a great show. And thank you so great. much for being in touch off the air, because we uh, have other things in mind for you. Yeah.
2: All right. And I'm oh, excited yeah. of, with Ben's chart. It looks great, and yours too.
0: Awesome sauce. <laughs> Sounds oh. good. Uh, good news is always welcome. That's great. Yes. Okay. All right. Well,
2: Merry Christmas. And yeah. to you. Happy holidays. Okay. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Bye. All right. We have time maybe for one email. We never catch up on these things. I feel like Sisyphus.
1: Well, it's because we spend like 20 minutes per email.
0: I know. Well, people take the time to write. You've got to give them the time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this is from Rod Castro in Toronto, Ontario.
1: Okay. Hi, I've recently become a fan of your show, and I enjoy listening to your podcasts while driving. I have a question about your experiences. When you say you go to investigate a place and encounter beings, what do you mean by that? I understand that, or understand that I am not an investigator, and my experience with the paranormal is what I hear from others through radio shows. So, can you explain and describe in the simplest terms as you are explaining to a kid or as if you are describing sunlight to a blind person? Uh, since I have never seen a ghost or seen tables move or witnessed strange creatures, when I listen to you, I almost—I wonder if you imagine this in your head or you actually see apparitions. I don't know what you mean when you say, I encounter beings at this location. Okay.
0: All right, that's a very good question, and this came in after a lot of other emails, but I thought this was so good, we should deal with it, at least try to begin to deal with it here. Okay, I have seen poltergeist activity. I have been hit by flying objects that were moved by non-physical means. I have seen burns appear on people's hands spontaneously. I have seen entities have photographed entities. Ben has been with us now in, uh, starting in five years, and uh, he has, uh, uh, of course, done some photography too, has not been hit by anything yet, I'm glad to say. But he is more intuitive than I am. I tend to be uh, take the more scholarly approach. But I've seen these things. When we work recently... We have become sort of, uh, as I say, not ghost hunters, but cosmic sojourners. We actually experience the presence and can feel the physical touch of beings whom we believe are entities friends from other dimensions, other worlds, this kind of thing. Many people, I think, can say the same thing. I want to continue to deal with this more fully. We are running out of time now. But that's a preliminary answer, Rod. And I'd like to uh, spend a little more time on this as we go. But the answer is it's it's not in our heads. It's in our hands. It's in our hearts. It's in our minds. And sometimes it's in bruises on our legs and arms. Right, so um, that, that that's uh, how I'm going to start. We live in an interactive community. Community of life spread across an interdependent multiverse spread across many worlds many dimensions alright okay. to
1: wrap up the show all of our podcasts are available at www.behindtheparanormal.com and
0: uh, thanks of course to our great, great producer Craig Pelletier see you right here next Monday December 20th on WON 1240 AM on onworldwide.com and we'll do an open line
1: show and talk a little more about the paranormal roots of Christmas All right, so don't forget our CBS show, December 19th, and we'll be looking at Behind the Holidays, the surprising paranormal roots of Hanukkah, Christmas, and the celebration of the new year. And uh, we do that every year, but we do it a little differently every year, so it's not going to be the same as last year's show.
0: And uh, again, live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on CBS News Sky Radio in Boston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Seattle, and online, newskyradio.com. Meantime, we'll leave you with a quote. From the Cuban-French author, Anols Nien, quote, The personal life deeply lived always expands into truths
1: beyond itself. We'll see you next week.
0: Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.